Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, what is, what do you need? What, how would you, what is your, what are your thoughts on maybe doing a podcast together? Is that why you're recording this? Yeah, because I'm, hopefully we get to use this for the intro. Okay, but this is not the right kind of equipment, honey. No, I know. And I figured that you could help me get the right equipment because you like, you know how to do this kind of stuff and I don't. Okay. I think I, I think one of my friends can help, but, um, like, what do you want to talk about? I have a couple of ideas. Uh, all right. I will get the equipment because this is not going to, no one's going to want to listen to this. <laughs> Voice so, memo. <laughs> right. So let's, if you're going to do it, get set up the right way and then we can see if there's something here. Okay. All right. Okay, let's see if this works. So, uh, give me, give me, give me a test one two. One two, one two. All right. So, you wanted to record a podcast, yes. and uh, here's what we've got. We're working with a Zoom H6. We've got Shure mics. We've, we've got, got mic stands. We've got headphones. headphones. And uh, I'm so glad my voice isn't raspy anymore. Well, you know that, that's going to come and go every time, and you're going to find your voice. It's going to take a couple of of recording sessions like this before you really know what it is that we're doing. Do you have a name in mind for what you want to call this thing? Um, well, I mean, you know stuff. So I'm thinking we call it something like my dad knows stuff or my par- my family knows stuff. Or Okay, we can old, do that. Old people know stuff. <laughs> old people do know stuff. I mean, like, I'm not old yet, Ollie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a list of names. A list I, of, for what? For the title of our podcast. For the episode or for the actual No, for cast? the actual podcast. Okay. okay, just let me know what you think, okay? Oh, actually, I'd like, I'd like to address one thing before we start this entire podcast. What's that? Um, how would you like to deal with adult words, well, as I you th- like to call them? Well, I, I think we'll have to use uh, euphemisms. We'll have to use alternate words to adult words. All right. Uh, unless we you know, decide that you want to you have some adult conversations, we'd have to just put up some special... Uh, you know, some special alerts on the podcast so people know. But if we're going to gear this towards kids like you and their parents, let's keep it clean so that way people will tune in. Clean is the way to go. Okay. Um, did you want to? Do you, by the way, do you know what it's called when you're when you don't keep it clean? There's actually a terminology for it. It's um, explicit. Well, explicit, but it's also in entertainment. It's called working blue. B-L-U-E. When you're working blue, it means that you're using foul language, what's considered foul language or inappropriate words. Cuss words. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's exactly what the phrase is. So unless <laughs> unless we kind of let folks know ahead of time, we should probably refrain from working blue. Definitely. Did you want to talk about the term adult word? Well, here, here's the thing. I, I think that as we develop this podcast, I think you're going to, I think we're going to find what this is really going to be about. Right. Yes, your dad does know stuff. And yes, I am happy to tell you everything that I possibly can. But I bet you there's tons of kids who have moms and dads who know stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll end up, you know, bringing other kids and their parents on board. Maybe it'll just be you and I for a little while until we get our, our voice down. Have to get a fandom going. <laughs> Fan <base. laughs> and, and that's all part of this. So, you know, some of the things that we're going to do is we're going to develop really what this podcast is going to be about. It's probably going to change. There's probably going to be some variations. Maybe there'll be episodes like this with you and I talking and showing people what a what a happy kind of father-daughter relationship <laughs> looks like. Definitely. Which, by the way, how old are you? You should probably tell people. Oh, um, did I, my name a lot? Well, yeah, tell them your okay. name. Um, 
My name is Alia Bella Messina. Yeah. I'm 13 years old. Yeah. And I like to consider myself funny. I mean, I don't know how other people think. Yeah, the last um, thing you want to do is tell people how funny you are because it'll definitely make <laughs> so, you seem a lot guess, less funny. Okay. Definitely. I got a really good personality. I got a people really good like personality. Uh, I like to. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely learning how to get better at baking. I mean. Well, yeah. It's gonna. We're gonna get there. That'll take time, obviously. Um, but you know. So you're Alia, you're, you're, you're 13 years old, living in New Jersey. My name is James. I'm obviously your dad. He's my dad. And uh, we're certainly not the first father-daughter team to try to do this. Um, I, had, I had no idea. I just came up with the idea and you said, all right, let's let's do it. Sure. Well, that's all part of it. You got to jump in and see if this is something that you really want to do and, and see how enjoyable it is. So, you know, we're going to find our way through the first few episodes. We hope that folks stick with us. Um it's going to we'll, be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will get a website developed for you. Um, we'll make sure that hopefully by the time anybody's listening to this, we would have already figured that out and already figured out how to get this podcast uh, in front of people, whether it's through iTunes or SoundCloud or other avenues. But, you know, I do have some experience with building websites. and We want to uh, make it available to all families as well. Right. So that'll be part of this whole thing. And uh, so if we got a name and we've got a direction... Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing we can do is just kind of jump in and we'll see where our conversations take us. And hopefully it'll be interesting enough that people are going to want to stick with us, right? Definitely. So, I mean, I know we just set up the mics and the headphones and stuff, but how did you find, how did you know how to do this? Because you don't generally, you know, I guess dads are people who just generally work in business and stuff. I know that they know how to set up podcasts and reach out to people like this. Well, it's a great question. And I am not a podcaster by trade, right? <laughs> I, I, I run a consumer products company. It's nothing to do with podcasting. But here's the deal. I know some folks who do this professionally. We love listening to podcasts in the car. We do. Yeah. We, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. A lot of Penn Jillette, a yeah. lot of uh, ESPN, Definitely. you know, things mm-hmm. that are of interest to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the wonderful thing as you start to figure out technology and work with it more regularly, you're going to find that there's a ton of people who have already figured these puzzles out. And there's certain puzzles you're going to want to figure out, or at the very least, you're going to want to put your spin on. Um, But in the interim, you know, you use their kind of knowledge to your advantage. And so folks have set these up. The Zoom H6, which is this really cool portable recorder that we're using right now. What's great about this thing is we can bring this anywhere. So if we set up a, a podcast with some other folks, we can bring it to anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, and set up a studio instantly like this. I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. we're not sitting in a recording studio. It's not the most sophisticated setup, right? Right. And maybe that'll change in time. But for what we're trying to accomplish now, um, we're using the Zoom H6 and the Shure microphones that are plugged directly in. And, and uh, we'll probably edit it through GarageBand for right now. <laughs> uh, Definitely, yeah. Until we don't need to. You know, and that's kind of one of the things that as you grow up, um, you should always keep in mind. And that is... Figure out a way to do things the most affordable way possible. Mm-hmm. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah. And make sure that you're actually, um, you know, make sure you like it first. Really, before you, I could have gone out and spent, what, thousands of dollars on a setup. <laughs> and we could very well record one of these and right. I'd be out, you know, a boatload. Um, well, so, I mean, having a portable recorder like this, it also makes it more accessible. It also, mm-hmm. it's, you don't have any excuses like, oh, I, I'm not in my recording studio or Right. Yeah. This kind of makes it easy. Yeah. And with my travel schedule, as mm-hmm. I know, you know, and the folks here will start to learn, you know, being away a couple of months a year on business, you know, it could very easily come with us in a suitcase and we can end up doing a podcast on a beach, a podcast <laughs> um, in the mountains. Yeah. It, it won't really matter. 
Um, it definitely encourages you to keep like trying to do what you're trying to do, whether it's music or podcasts or anything you eventually want to share with other people, yeah. which I think is really cool. So let me ask you this question. Why do you even want to do this? Um, I want to do this because I think that um, teens like me have not as not as fun or as not as carefree relationship with their parents. It's usually school and grades and making sure you know your parents are proud of you and you're doing what you can to show them that you're working hard. And I think that showing kids that you can have a really fun relationship with your parents and talk about fun things, relatable things, I think that kids will be more inclined to share things about their personal life, not only with their parents, but their family and definitely try to let their parents in on their personal life a little bit more. Well, and I, I could not be any more complimented that you want to share that kind of stuff with me. And of course, there's going to be things that you're never, ever going to want to share with your dad. And right. I totally understand <laughs> that. And I would prefer it if you keep those things to yourself. 100%. Yeah. But there's always going to be occasions where, um, whether it's me or mom or other adults, you mm-hmm. know, you're going to find a lot of comfort in us old folks, as you like to put it, who know stuff. <laughs> So, we should definitely have mom on one of these podcasts. I could not agree more <laughs> with you because there'd be a good dichotomy between her and I. Right. So um, I know that in future podcasts, we are probably going to get into a lot of fun stories, not only about our family, but maybe my friends as mm-hmm. well. And I wanted to ask you how you wanted to um, go about people, names, like... Should well, we just stick I with... think it's a good idea to keep people anonymous unless you have permission or they're included in conversations. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So we'll certainly be changing some names to prove, you know, to protect the innocent, as they say in books and movies. Um, and you know, that goes for family as well. We'll make sure that we're, you know, we may have nicknames for people. Right. Um, but I think in no way do we want to offend anyone. <laughs> well, sometimes we want to offend them, and there's <laughs> something else I know that one day you'll learn. Sometimes offending people is okay, but protecting people's privacy is something that is very important, super important. It's the Mm -hmm. reason why, you know, as I'm sure we'll talk about eventually, you know, as parents, we don't have you guys on our Facebooks and we don't have you having Facebooks because we're keeping your privacy for as long as we can because once the privacy is gone, it's gone. Yeah. And that's one thing you also tell me with uh, social media as well, which I don't have a lot of. I um, have Snapchat, but I'm taking a break from it for a while because I'm, hasn't been very entertaining lately, actually. Okay. Um, and I think I think that kids also should, even though they don't want to hear it, they need to know that keeping things to themselves is important, especially on the internet where a lot of people can find it. Um, and I think people don't really understand that um, there are such things as stalkers. There are such things as people who will try to look you up and try to sure intimidate well, you. And even your own friends who can sometimes get a little too, little too clingy, mm-hmm. or you know they can feel left out because they see you with other friends and, and or they want to hurt you in some way for revenge or something like that sure. and they just want to learn more about you so you sure. have more information to sure. use i guess yeah the more that you keep a you know the more that you keep a, a a grip on your online life the better your real life will be mm-hmm. so we'll get sometimes into... even taking breaks for a while even though people don't want to or they just don't want to hear that they have to take a break from social media and all that stuff and i get it people don't want to get left out people don't want to miss out on whatever's happening it's called fomo have you ever heard of that expression fear of missing out fear of f-o-m-o fear of missing out that's what a lot of people according to reports suffer from and that's why they're they're constantly I can out name there. a few people i know yeah but i feel that sometimes you need to miss out for a while you need to let things just happen and then you can go back and 
look at all that that's happened and you don't need to jump on everything as soon as it happens you can just wait and see what it turns into i think it's definitely more enjoyable that way sure um not that i get a lot of notifications on my phone i mean i'm (laughs) not yes alia didn't have a phone until she was 13 years old we we are just terrible terrible parents i think to be honest with you and a lot of kids are going to disagree with me but I think it was better off that way because I learned about the dangers of having your information leaked, having photos leaked and everything. Mm-hmm. And it scared me for the better. I think that I definitely understood the responsibility of having something like that. And um, I think that I know and I keep saying this. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear, hey, get off your phone. Hey, stop doing that because people don't want to be called out and things that they're doing. I mean, it's just it's natural. But I feel like sometimes we need to. We need to be put in our place and we need to realize that we have to spend more time with our family spend more time with our friends in real life and not just i don't know in or on technology i don't know how to well, remember that the next time you're in your room for four or five hours and we tell you to come downstairs because we miss seeing your face i'm not always talking to my friends not i mean there's always. also a lot of benefits of technology as well absolutely and that is something that i'm so happy to hear you say because the more you're able to understand it and master it mm-hmm. the more uh you'll be able to have a healthier relationship with everything and that's why you know mom and i are, are happy to give you some of these tools to start learning as we go but while I'm sure we're going to get into all of these conversations as we go through this, are there any kind of like groundwork type things you want to talk about? Anything that, uh, any big idea type stuff or what you envision going on here with, I guess now we, we might be going with my, my dad knows stuff. I mean, I can definitely use real life experiences on my part. And I think that there are general issues or things that generally the teens don't get help Like, they feel like they can't really talk about it or they feel like it's not such a big deal and they should tackle it on their own, but they don't have to. And they can understand that there's ways to take care of people who seem like they're out to get you or, you know, not even that, but also... What's college like? What's Yeah, what's college like? How do I... It's like getting a car, Dad. How do I pay taxes? No, that's kind of boring, but... (laughs) I don't even think I know how to pay taxes. That's what we have accountants for. But, (laughs) But that's something that, you know, as we go through this... You may have friends who mm-hmm. hear this and say, hey, you know, and that's something we should do too. We'll have to set up a question uh, email inbox. Definitely. So in case people do I get a load of this, questions. they might have some questions that they want us to talk about because they like our, 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 our take on things. Definitely. But it's something that, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll answer anything you have the courage or the strength to ask me and the things that you can't ask me will have to hang up a blanket or something between us so you have to <laughs> look at me when you ask me. Um, but there's, there's definitely, no, I, 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 I yeah. But there's definitely some things that I think teens are uncomfortable asking, not because the subject is uncomfortable, but they feel like their parents don't necessarily have an answer. Like, oh, like when I'm older and my friends decide to get drunk, like, what do I do? Like, like, how do I do I drive them home? Do I get help? Well, you know, and and even if when we start talking about that, the thing Mm -hmm. is, it's not going to happen. And getting older, you're already there. I'm sure there's already kids who are, you know, engaging in those activities. And it doesn't make them bad people. They're experimenting Mm -hmm. and figuring out who they are. But um, understanding who you are is going to be the most important part of figuring out your relationship in those situations. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like there are also some teens who feel like there's so many options out there for when they do like need a job or they want to do something people don't know necessarily or teens don't really know where they want to go in life and that's definitely like me I've been 
thinking about it since I was young. I mean, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, and I feel like it's something that I struggle with sometimes. Well, you have what is often referred to as the the um, the problem of too many choices. Right. That's when you go into like an ice cream shop and they have either vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry, and you could pick like that. Right. So you know exactly what you want. But when you're given like Rocky Road or, and like Oreo and all these other things that you can choose from, you end up with like 100 flavors. You don't know which one to pick because you're like you're gonna miss out on something. Well, the important thing to realize is all those people that you see right now, adulting, as they say, and mm-hmm. working in their jobs. Adulting. <laughs> I would be willing to bet you that uh, many more of them than you expect took very different roads to get to what is looks like a very stable life. You what? Cho- how many times did you switch your major in college? I switched my major, I think, 11 times <laughs> formally. I had wow. nine different roommates in four years. That's um, crazy. It was crazy. And, you know, and it took me a couple of jobs before I figured out what I was going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And that is that is completely normal. But, you know, it's very easy to get caught up on, on seeing everybody else's highlights in their lives mm-hmm. and thinking that that's their day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, oh, Because I think, geez. oh, I want to be that good. I want to have, right. like, an awesome life and do all these crazy things. And right. You know, but if you, you should want to, but... But if you see, you know, if you if you look at the New York City Marathon that was just run recently, right? And the mm-hmm. person who won it didn't win it just by one day waking up and deciding to run the marathon right. and coming in first. It took a lot Trained of practice and, and training and... Mm-hmm. You know, a skill assessments to get them to the point where they could do that and be uh, an elite athlete. And there's a lot of people there who were just kind of okay athletes, but who still put in hours and hours of training mm-hmm. and, and you know months of hard work to get there. And too often, I'll you're going to find out that um, you don't ever get to see the journey. You just get to see the result, know, the results, whether good or bad. Right. And you can't fathom all of the work that goes into those things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're 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 gonna have all those questions about what life you know is going to bring for you. Hey, look, I'm I'm 42 years old and I'm starting a podcast with my teenage <laughs> daughter. Okay, I love podcasts. I've always wanted to do one. Well, now you now you have one that can be all yours. Check it off my bucket list. <laughs> That's it. And we will we will certainly focus on your topics. Right. Um. And every once in a while, I might have something I want to talk about with you, but this is an opportunity to for for back and forth. This mm-hmm. is not me monopolizing a conversation it's about talking about what you find interesting right and i hope that as we do this um you bring lots of interesting stuff to the table because if you just yeah i hope i do (laughs) well if you come down here unprepared and you say what are we going to talk about today it's not going to be of much interest no definitely okay i'm willing to put in the work and think about topics and questions and basically the bulk or the content that's going to be in our podcasts there you go yeah i also i wanted to ask i feel like there's me and my friends often talk about about the our dream our dream jobs. Uh-huh. Like I want to be a vet. I want to be an actor. I want to be a baker and bake crusty French bread all the time, you know. But then I feel like our friends, like me and my friends, were always like, "Oh, we could never do that. We don't have the skill set. We don't know how to do it." Right. But I've realized recently, actually, that you can do whatever you want. Like you can always learn. Correct. That's the it's beauty never of too it. Late. There's the expression: you can always teach an old dog new tricks. Right. right? No, is it? I think it's actually you can never teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe I, I think I screwed that whole thing up. Entirely. We'll definitely uh, double check that. But <laughs> you're not an old dog, and the simple Ooh. fact is that uh, lots of folks who you know who start off going down mm-hmm. the career in in one direction switch mm-hmm. midstream and are very happy. Right. Um, I will tell you that what my dad always told me, and what I will tell you, is don't ever do it for the money. Mm-hmm. Find something you love, 
work super hard at it right and you will find a way to make money with it awesome because if you do things just for money you're gonna feel a little bit of regret a little bit of hollow mm-hmm. just like this but if is you do something you really enjoy then you're gonna like waking up in the morning and yeah. going to do your job well the, the one of the things i've always loved that i heard was you know if you if you if you do what you love you never work a day in your life right right now cliches people hate cliches like oh so cliche <laughs> so cliche but cliches exist because pe- a lot of people really feel the same way about things mm-hmm. Um, and it's really true. If you love what you do, waking up in the morning is, is getting out of that bed in the morning is never a problem because you are about to go do the most fun thing, right. you know, that you can imagine. Now, some yeah. days, some days it's a drag. Mm-hmm. Some days, even the fun stuff is right. really tedious, but you know, you power through those because you know, there's a better day coming really right. quick. I, speaking of jobs and, you know, waking up every day and loving to go to your job, I have a question. Um, I know that now you are an entrepreneur yep. and now you are doing a podcast as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that when you were six years old, you thought to yourself, wow, I want to be an entrepreneur when I grow up. No, at six years old, I just wanted to have fun with my friends in school. <laughs> but in you high like school, candy. I wanted to be an attorney. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to go to Harvard Law School and become a big-time attorney, and I wanted to go into politics. That was my dream. Well. <laughs> yeah, and so when I went to college, my first major was political science. Oh. But I was in college during a period of time that you're going to learn about in 1994 when Bill Clinton uh, fought with Newt Gingrich and uh, made politics really, really toxic. And many of us who were there that freshman year got away from politics because we just didn't want to be involved in in that kind of environment. Um, I'm going to try to follow along as best I can. I'm not very educated in politics. Well, I said you will learn about these stories. So then um, I went in and my major was film and television. And of course, that led me right into selling lawn and garden products because that makes sense. But as you know, I went to go work with my dad, your right. grandfather. Who you should have started a podcast. Well, at the time, there were no podcasts, honey. Oh, it's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, at that time, I was learning how to create digital catalogs on CD, uh, CD, ROMs, CD, whatever CDs, <laughs> DVDs. floppy disks. <laughs> no, not floppy disks, <laughs> CDs. So then, a few years later, I did try to go to law school. Okay. <laughs> and after one semester, I deed out. It just wasn't for me. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, it brought me back to the company with, with Nono, with our, my oh. dad. And uh, and here we are. But, you know. Did you want to try, like, law school again? Like, did you want to say, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to be no. better? Did you realize, like, this is just not no, 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 for no. me? Just not for me. Not for me. But here's the thing that's really neat. So, um, when I was in college, I went to a Billy Joel concert. I love Billy Joel. Still do. Some people think he's hokey. I love his music. <laughs> it's um, coming back. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, we we went to his show and he did this college tour. And what was really great about this college tour was he did questions and answers with the audience. And oh. so my friends and I went and our seats were awful. I'm talking about like Nosebleed? Pretty close. It was at George Washington University at their theater. We were all the way in the back. And um, I just love Billy Joel. I saw him about four or five years earlier at his first concert at Yankee Stadium. And, uh-huh. me, and me and my friend um, snuck kind of around the side of the stage and... Watched him driving down in a golf cart, waving to people, holding a martini. Coolest, wow. coolest guy we had seen. We were very excited. So I wanted to make sure Billy, you know, called on me. And so I was wearing a white baseball cap. And I uh-huh. just kept waving it frantically back and forth. And during the Q&A, he actually said, how about the guy waving the white flag up in the back? The white flag. The white flag, yeah. And when I put it on, he said, okay, obviously it was a hat. 
But I asked him, I said, hey, you know, I said, what, do you, what advice do you have for somebody, just like you're doing right now, what advice do you have for somebody who loves music, lives and breathes music? I, I, mean, I do live and breathe music. Well, and you know I do, because it's always on in the house. I got it from you. Every time I work, wherever I am, got to have music we on. We always have music on every time we have dinner. And every time we go to restaurants, there's always music playing. But whenever I go somewhere and there's no music playing during dinner, I always feel so uncomfortable right. and always so like serious and formal. Yeah. So I, I asked them, you know, what do you what what advice do you have for somebody who loves music but doesn't play an instrument, who just wants it in their lives, um, but so is many not people. musically talented? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said to him, and also, are you are you looking for interns? Because I'd like to be your intern. <laughs> you gotta take the chance. I did, and he told me no. Um, but he told me, you know, if you love music, make it a part of your life. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be your life. Right. Um, he told me, you know let's say you're a cook and everything you make tastes like ketchup. Well, then you probably shouldn't be a chef somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So what he was really saying was just because you love something, whether it's baking, cooking, painting, uh, music, um, you know, even, even, uh, dancing, performing, acting, Mm -hmm. just because you love it, you can still do it. It can still be part of your life, but it doesn't Uh have to be a career. You mm-hmm. can integrate it in your home, in your in your off time, on the side, and then maybe the opportunity will present itself where you can make it a much bigger part. Right. You know, music is a, is an example where the music industry um, is not just musicians, right? There's people mm-hmm. who put on stage shows who have mm-hmm. to do the engineering, the construction, who have to the stage write managers, the, contracts. the prop masters, yeah, yeah. And so, just because you like something, understand that your life could take you to be involved in that passion in all kinds of different ways. I feel like that also comes back to balance as well. Having a nice balance in your life full of things that you love and also like serious things you have to do and you have to accomplish because, you know, you can't always focus on one thing at a time. You can have multiple things going on in your life. Yeah. And not every day is going to be the best day. Right. (laughs) Definitely. Without without some bad days, you're never going to know what those good days feel like. And so Mm -hmm. it's important to realize that it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's about all the things you're going to do, because if you set some goals for yourself and, and goal making, obviously, you know, you're going to have goals as you go along. Right. But let's say your goal is to have a podcast one day. Well, that one's been checked off. <laughs> I already checked off my bucket list. <laughs> so, so now what? Now you got to come up with all new goals, right? I do. But yeah. if your goal is to become, um, you know, involved in entertainment or mm-hmm. to create a personality for people to start to learn about or to become influential, you know, mm-hmm. those things happens over an entire lifetime and right. you'll never get tired of that. I hope one of your goals is to always have a strong family connection. And outside of that, I don't really mind what else you do. That, might, n- that may not be other, other teens goals. It's certainly one of my high priorities. Good. So that's something that, like I said, you're, you're just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we originally brought, I originally brought up the idea for this podcast and there was a chunk of time where we were starting to get all the equipment and our, our wonderful, wonderful intro. Um, but there was a period of time where you told me that I couldn't tell anyone about it. It had to be top secret. And yeah. I, I wanted to share it with my friends so badly because I wanted them to listen to our first podcast episode. I wanted, I wanted to spread the word early, but you told me no. And right. I, and what did, what did you say to me after I, I asked? Well, I, I told you that... Too often people tell people about what they're going to do and it prevents them from following through. Because when you tell folks what you're doing, you already get that praise right away. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely. I'm oh, so I totally excited. watch it. I'm so excited. Hey, I'm going to start. I'm going to lose five pounds this week, guys. Oh, you're going to totally nail it. Good mm-hmm. job. Way to go. Go get it. Well, they already told me I did it. I might as well have a hamburger because why not? Mm-hmm. So same thing. You know, 
I wanted you to understand that it was going to take some steps before we got there. Now, it took us a couple of weeks to get here. Right. And if we hadn't done all this and you told people, then you start feeling disappointed. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Yeah. So by the time they're listening to this right now, our, the intro will be done. The podcast will be listed. Our website will be up. And you'll have <laughs> a whole thing to show folks to say... Hey, my name is Alia and, and this mm-hmm. is my dad and he knows stuff. Yeah. And we're going to be talking to you about that and, and all kinds of things as the weeks and months and hopefully years goes by. Definitely. Yeah. And I think one of the big parts of setting, setting a goal for yourself or, or wanting to accomplish something is, um, following through. And most people like they, I started after you, let me collect my thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> after you told me about, telling people you're gonna do something and the praise and all of that I started to notice it more like day to day Mm -hmm. people would say they'd be doing something and I'd say oh that's great you know you should totally do it it'd be awesome only to realize that they never actually did it Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the problems I think generally with my generation as well we always no it's not and that's something that's that you're gonna learn over time it's not always your generation your generation is a lot like my generation and and our my parents and their parents and their really? parents. Sure. Every generation goes through the same kind of cycles. You are, you are going to, you're going to graduate from childhood to adulthood. And along the way, you're going to have questions about what it all means. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Where is it all going? Right. And how do I navigate these waters? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think in saying that this might be a good place to wrap up our first one, because I think those are the questions we're going to get to because as I as I as I have been told and very very flattered in hearing so what does your dad know he knows a lot of stuff I'll tell you that <laughs> and uh, we'll be sharing it and we're looking forward to having you join us hopefully on a weekly basis as uh, Alia starts to learn how the world works and I try to help her navigate the waters and if I was a betting man I think I'm gonna be learning a lot of stuff from her too so thanks for joining us today we'll Thank talk to you, you soon all right. You want to say bye? <laughs> I will. Goodbye. I'm so I'm so excited. <laughs>